So, Jordana, how are you? I know you're so happy to see me in your chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> very, I'm very happy to have you. We are alive and blessed. We are alive and blessed, and we are at Garland um, Media. We are, we are. So, yes. one of the reasons why I'm here, you guys never see me on camera, but I have a question for Matt, and I've always been telling him that he needs to cover this stuff, but he doesn't listen to me. So, I just said, I went rogue and did this myself. Basically. <laughs> so, explain to me and people the difference uh, between the HELOC and a home equity loan, the pros, the cons, because I'm looking to possibly getting one. So, For some of you guys who don't know, I did, I guess I could kind of tell them a little bit. Tell your story. Yeah. So I bought a house uh, last year with MG. That's how we all got connected. Say it louder for the people who didn't hear you, Jordana. <laughs> <laughs> Say it louder. He helped me with this project. Thank you so much. It's okay. We're here. It's, it's, we're yeah, live. It's live. This is how it happens. So yeah. So last year I bought a house in Brooklyn, multifamily. Cause I listened to this guy with his house. No, this is the home buyer's blueprint. Okay. Ruined my life a little bit. The, the gift and the curse. The gift and the curse. Uh -huh. Nobody wants to be a landlord, but that's, you know, but here I am. So I have a two family in Brooklyn, New York. I bought it at, it was listed at 780. I got a concession. Shout out to my realtor. Um, so we really pay like 760 about. And now, according to Redfin, I have about it's estimated at nine twenty six. So hold on, you paid seven twenty. No, seven sixty. Seven sixty. And it's estimated at nine twenty six. Roughly. So that sounds like one hundred and sixty thousand in equity. Yeah. And you saying it's the curse? The blue? How much did you pay for the blueprint? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the price of the blueprint? We're not gonna talk about how much I paid. It was probably a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Probably like three, four hundred dollars. Yeah. But. It got you it your did. net worth up by 160 something thousand. It did. It shout out did. to the blueprint. Shout out to the blueprint. Okay. If you didn't get it, make sure you get it. And the house economics. Yes. See, I'm plugging, Matt. I'm plugging. Please. Um. So <laughs> now I'm a year into it and I want to tap into that equity because like you say, equity is monopoly money. Sometimes it's here. Sometimes it's not. Correct. And I wanted to get your hot take and your advice about the difference between a HELOC or um, the he loan. I did go to credit union. Okay. And I have some numbers, but I'm just like a little bit confused because I definitely want 100K out. All right. So tell me the numbers. What did they tell you? You got your notes? Okay. You cannot <laughs> not come prepared with this guy. You, okay. I know he was going to chew me out. So I actually took notes because I'm so freaking nervous right now. Because he, you know, last time I did one of these is before I started working with him and he called me stupid on live. I didn't call you stupid. <laughs> yeah. and, two, and I was like, I'm never, I'm blocking this guy. <laughs> I did not call you stupid so, on live. So here I am. That's why I, I bought my notes that? today. I bought That's, my I did not call you stupid on live. You said stop asking stupid questions. Tooks, did I say that? <laughs> How many I don't remember this saying guy. That. This was before uh, I even really knew him. He's like, people stop asking stupid questions. I said so, people. I did not say you. I was the one on camera, bro. Uh, so here I am. I'm not. I came prepared today. Well, I'm glad you wasn't discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. the old MG, y'all. The old MG. I don't know. About I had that. no patience. So, for instance, where I'm at right now. <laughs> All right. This is too much fun. But where I'm at right now, um, for the first, like for the home equity, right? Is the, I'm just talking about like a hundred thousand dollars, right? So let's say if I do the home equity loan, it will be at a nine point zero nine APR for twenty years. That's roughly nine hundred ten dollars a month. And now from a loan, right? What I understand is that they give you that check right up front, right? Correct. Okay. So now a HELOC based off the a hundred thousand dollars, it's 
the intro rate at 12 months is 7.45 APR, then prime, which is like plus 1.5. Today's prime right now is about 7 today. 7%. Yes. So we have to make sure we tell them today, right? Today's prime. <laughs> today's prime. What's today? November 9th. <laughs> November, November 9th. 9th, the prime is 7%. 7%. So all in total, that's about 8.5 APR. APR. So with that, you have to do like a 25000 minimum balance required for 36 months to avoid the closing costs, or they could kind of roll in the closing costs, I guess. The closing costs wasn't that expensive. Okay, cool. Probably a couple of dollars. All right. A couple of dollars or bands? A couple of bands. Okay. Right. <laughs> Two to three bands. Okay. Not not a lot. So now, what I was confused, they were saying that it's like $180 a month just basically paying down the entrance. And it's like a 10-year draw period than a 10-year repayment period. Correct. So it's like, the thing that scares me is that you don't know. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what about if the prime balloons to a crazy amount? That's why I'm like kind of considering doing the home equity loan. I don't know. Or the line of credit. Versus the line of credit. So I like home equity line of credit. Okay. First of all, I'm a risk taker. I'm not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I am a risk taker, so I'm okay with the home equity line of credit because for me, I don't pay money. I don't pay a payment on money I'm not using. So you borrow 100000 You you have to pull out 25000 immediately in order for you to avoid closing costs, right? So your payment, that $100, is only what you're paying until you use more than the $25,000. So if you use 5000 here, 10,000 here, then now you're only paying on the 30,000 or the 35,000 and that balance is is just there. Whereas with the loan, you get the whole 100k up front. You're paying your 9% interest rate on it up front. And even if you didn't deploy that money into other investments or whatever the case may be, you're still in a position where you have to pay that $900 payment although it's fixed, you're still making a monthly payment. I don't like that. So let's just say it takes you three to six months for you to find another investment. Maybe it takes you a year to find another investment that you're going to spend that money. But in that time, six months, 12 months, you're going to made $910 payment several times. Got it. Got right it. now, rates will probably continue to go up because of what the feds are doing. So this is going to impact people who have HELOCs, especially if you're taking them out now. Because your prime is going to go up. So the prime rate is probably going to go 8%, 9% at some point, which will drive your payment up. But again, you're only paying on the monies that you borrowed at that point in time. Now, if you pull out the whole monies, then yeah, your payment could be a little bit more expensive. But I still like the line of credit because once I pay down my principal balance, I can reuse that line of credit again. Whereas with the loan, once I spend that 100K and I start paying it down, let's just say I spend 100K and you pay back 50,000 in three years, you can't reuse that 50,000 no more with the loan. You just pay down your balance. With the line, I can use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. So for me, I like that flexibility with having a lot of credit because I can always, it's like a credit card. Mm. Like if I use my Amex, I pay my bill off to zero, I can continue to use my Amex. It's not a one-stop shop. It's not an installment loan. It's a revolving debt. And with the home equity line of credit, it's revolving for that 10 years. Mm. So for me, again, I'm a risk taker. So I am a fan of the HELOC versus the HELOAN because I have flexibility. So yes, yeah, so if the market is up, 
obviously my payment goes up, but when the market does go back down again, what's going to happen to my payment? My payment goes with the market, whereas with the loan, you will have to refinance out of that 9% in order for you to get a lower rate. But here's the problem that you're going to have. There's not too many banks, if any, that will just refinance a second loan by itself unless it's the service and lender who, who gave it to you. So they might refinance just that he loan and keep it in second position. But your rate, let's just say if the prime rates or not prime rates, let's just say conventional mortgages drop from 7% to 4%, right? On a 30-year mortgage. And let's just say now the second mortgage rates drop from the 9% they're quoting you to 7%. They're going to try to sell you on doing a consolidation mm -hmm. of both your first and second mortgage. And your first mortgage has such a low rate right now. I wouldn't do that. You right. wouldn't want to do that, but you'll still be stuck with this high interest rate on the heat loan and you couldn't do nothing. So if that if that bank that's willing to do the refinance on a second loan, just a standalone refinance, they might not offer you a good enough rate to where it's going to make sense for you to refinance because you may not save money. Even if you drop a point or two, maybe two or three points, you're probably not going to save enough money if you because it's the amount that you're borrowing too. So it might save you what, fifty bucks, sixty right, bucks. Right, right, right. It might not make sense, right? Right. But they're going to try to convince you and sell you on, hey, combine consolidation. This is what your blended rate is. It's going to be better. You're going to save more money this way. But it might not be in your best interest to do it that way. Right. And to follow up with that. Uh, can you explain? So let's say you have the revolving door with the HELOC, right? Once you pay it off before the 10 year, there's no prepayment prepayment penalty. Correct. Sense. You, but then I could, so is it like a lien on the house? Cause that yeah. kind of word scares so me. So it's still a mean? lien. So a lien, a lien is like your mortgage. Okay. Your mortgage is a lien. Okay. Your, your taxes is actually a lien, right? Taxes have first right. Mm -hmm. on property that's why you see people get foreclosed on their properties if they don't pay the taxes even if they have a mortgage mm -hmm. so that mortgage i mean the property taxes is takes precedent over everything technically mm -hmm. then it's your first mortgage mm -hmm. and then it's your second mortgage whether it's a second like loan like a he loan or it's a he lock it's still going to be in second position to your first mortgage right so it's it's a lien on there okay cool all right but once you pay it off, you're in good standing. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah. So, so once you pay it off and close it, then that means you can never, you can't reopen it. That debt is satisfied 100%. Now you don't have a second lien because it's paid off and closed. Now, if it's paid off and still open, it still will show on your deed because mm -hmm. it's still open. It's kind of no harm, no foul. Like it's like no harm, no foul. If you want yeah. it there, if you have to do something in the future, you could, it's like a credit exactly. card. It's like a credit card. So yeah. let's just say you use it. Year one, you buy a couple properties with this money, and then you wind up selling those properties and paying off your HELOC because you made you know, 40 50% return on your money, whatever. And you pay off your HELOC. Now that HELOC is just zero balance and it just sits there. It's like a credit card. Mm -hmm. I have zero balance credit cards that I never use. I may use it once a month for gas, one time pay it off just to keep it activated. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't use it at all, it just stays there. And what about because, you know, some of the language that I was hearing is like kind of scary, like, oh, you know, it has to go to the renovations of the house or it has to go. So no. if I get the HELOC and I say, hey, because I plan on like full transparency, I plan on taking that 100K out immediately. 
Sorry. I plan on taking that 100K out mm. immediately. So I could take that 100K out and then use it for investment, for business, for high-interest credit cards, whatever. Absolutely. You can okay. use it for whatever you want. Now, some banks will tell you that's their overlays of saying, hey, you going to use this for X, Y, and Z. But honestly, once you get the money, how are they going to regulate it? They're going to come to your house every single day, say what you spend my money on? Mm -hmm. No. Okay, cool. And the HELOC, you just basically pull it out like a credit card. It goes right into your account. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. And the HE loan is the HE loan. You get that whole 100K up front. It's sitting in your account until you deploy the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I see your pro about the HELOC then. But it's pros and cons to everything. Both, right. To both of them. Both of them are going to have higher rates in today's market. Both of them are going to be in second position. One is going to be adjustable. One is not going to be adjustable. They're both going to be amateurized over 20 to 30 years. Most HELOCs will most likely be 30 years, but some banks will probably do 10 years. So like this bank told you, this credit union told you, 10-year draw period, 10-year mm -hmm. payback, right? Some banks will do 10-year draw period, 20-year payback. So it just really depends on who you're getting your HELOC from. But, so basically, the other thing that you mentioned, too, is just that, like, your taxes are first, your mortgage is second, then, like, for instance, a HELOC. So with your mortgage, your taxes are kind of rolled into your mortgage. Your first mortgage, correct. Very first, yeah. Okay, Cor cool. Correct. What's your first mortgage? So your HELOC or your HE loan doesn't have an escrow account attached to it. So that's all still. So your first, no, nothing changes. Okay. From, it's just it's a completely new debt. That's all it is. Okay. And second position. All right. I think I know what I'm going to do. That's it. So what you going to do? I think I might do the HELOC. I mean, I kind of, you know, there's pros and cons to both. I just, uh, I don't like that. Not, I don't like start paying immediately up front. I like the idea of having a, a little bit of a draw period and repayment period. That's what I'm saying. I love, that's why I like the HELOCs. Right. Because I have flexibility. You have flexibility with your HELOC. Like right. I told you, once I finish Garland Gardens, I'm using my cash to to do it, but I'm going to just take the HELOC out, take my money right back, and I'm just have it sit there. So whenever I want to deploy, I can just deploy there. So now for me, that's now, it's kind of like its own savings account for me. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's why I guess, you know, real estate is so great because. Leverage. Yeah. Leverage. So in my case, I'm just leveraging. It's like even for you, the hundred that you probably put in, you're just getting your money right back. Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. So you force your appreciation. Yeah. You up 160,000, 170,000. So you spent the hundred to make a 70% uh, return on your money. Now you pull back your money and now you go deploy it into more, into more assets. Yeah, to so create cash flow. I was looking at the numbers before we came on. I was just like, damn, you know, I figured, you know, I bought the house for around 760. I had a 2.75 interest rate. Shout out to. Shout out to me. <laughs> Shout out to, <laughs> Shout out to, to me. Um, but yeah, we definitely put a lot of money into the house, too. So now it's just trying to like leverage it. So you're right. Okay. Yeah. Get your money back. Leverage it. Like I'm a big fan of renovation loans. Uh -huh. um, I love them. But if you have the money. Look, you got 2.75 at a time when the market was so cheap. So for me, it made more sense for you to do that. And that's why even for myself, I didn't do a construction loan or anything like that, too, because my rate is like under 3% on nine. Right. I borrowed, I paid nine ten for mine for the single family. So I'm like, yo, I don't want to get a, a rehab loan. I have capital. I'll just use my capital because I didn't want my debt to be so much higher on my first loan. Mm -hmm. um, so now when I do the HELOC, for me, what I'm going to do is just use it more like a little savings. And I'm going to use that as, quote, unquote, part of my real estate fund. Mm -hmm. And now I use that HELOC 
I go buy a building because I'm going to probably pull out a couple hundred thousand on my HELOC and I'm going to go use that to leverage and buy a building. And then that building, whatever cash flow I get from that, I'm going to use that after I save for the reserves. Then I'm going to use that money to pay for the mortgage of where I live. Yeah, because even if you were trying to get a new building or a new investment property, you still want to make sure that you have some reserves on your own. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred yeah, percent. You got to have your own besides all of that stuff. But how I'm leveraging my cash and turning into a HELOC is so I can just fix my my house the way I want to. I don't have no loans. So now I can kind of do my own subs. Like I'm GC in my own deal. So right. I don't have to go through the bank's protocol of how they want you to run your project. That's I, why I didn't want to do it too. Yeah. Thing. So yeah. I, I want to do it on my own without having a bank over my head and I'm in a financial position to do it. So it works for me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would normally want to leverage some sort of funding or financing. So that way I keep my money in my pocket, but this is my primary home. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, all right, I don't care. I'll do it this way. Leverage my cash, then use that HELOC, go buy a building, take the capital and the cash flow that I'm getting from that building that I buy or multiple buildings that I buy with that HELOC. And all those proceeds and profits will go after I save like six months of the profits. Mm. Then I'll start deploying that to now pay the bills of where I live. So that's my whole plan. And if my HELOC payment is a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand a month, or whatever the case is going to be, because it's going to be expensive, you know what I'm saying? But I have enough cash flow coming in because I'm going to buy like a 20 unit, something like that. So I have enough cash flow coming in that will be able to cover both the HELOC and all or majority of my first mortgage payment. Yeah, that's very smart. Yeah. Very, very smart. Well, sometimes you gotta you gotta <laughs> do things. You gotta use the tools. This is what I always say. Everything is a tool. Everything's a tool. Tools keep putting more time on the clock, but so what? <laughs> <laughs> but so what? Like you gotta use all the tools that's available in the best way, whatever works for you. For mm -hmm. me, it made more sense for me to do it this way versus me getting that capital from a loan. I'd rather just use my cash. I think when I first got introduced to like you and EYL, it was just like I was very scared about the two or three K loan. Mm -hmm. Probably looking now, maybe I could have done it, but I think you're right. Sometimes having the bank over you, having you know, renovations are so hard. It's it's a different type of stress. It's a process. So I can't imagine having a two or three K. So woulda, coulda, shoulda. I don't have any regrets. You know, this is the situation I'm in now. But um, but I definitely want to do a HELOC. And you said something previously. I think like two episodes ago, we've been pushing so many content out. So you know, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> but you talked about like just making sure you have the money, you know, you and if you are going to do a HELOC, make sure you could double up and invest and flip. Just don't nah, 100%. take it to Dubai. <laughs> nah, don't take it to Dubai. But, you know, again, I like rehab loans. I like construction loans. I like all those stuff. I talk about it all the time. But like for me, thank God I'm in a financial position where I'm earning money at a high level right now. So even if I pay for this cash and I decide not to do a HELOC and just say, you know what, it's just paid all cash. I'll probably just do a HELOC and never use it, right? I still have enough money coming in from multiple streams where I can save quicker to still go buy or partner up with people and still go buy the multifamilies and shit like that and still bringing more cash flow in the future and not touch the equity in my home and just focus on principal reduction, which is paying off the principal to eventually pay off the house in the future, you know what I'm saying? So that's also an option too. And that's my that was one of my initial thoughts was like, I don't want to have too big of a mortgage. I want to, this is because this is probably like, I'm not buying another house yeah. unless I like 
make a lot, lot more money than I could really go buy what I really, really want. But other than that, my kids are aging. They're aging out of the household and everything like that. They're going to college soon. So, like, for me, it's like, let me not have as, a lot of debt on my probably my final house that I'm going to buy. You know? Well, I think for me, it's the type of debt, right? I think this would be considered good debt. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's important. And good debt versus bad debt. Right, right, right. What, what do you say to people who might be like, okay, well, why would you take a HELOC out? Your house might be valued at this amount now, but what happens if things the, go left? If the market crashes? Yeah, or, or that you, could be upside down, no? Well, yeah, you can be upside down and you just be upside down. The you question can. you got to ask is, what, are you gonna, what did you do with the money? Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you took that money and you purchased four or five cash flow on properties with it or invested into your business and it turned a huge profit for you, then, I mean, are you really upside down? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least you took it. And who really lost? Mm-hmm. Was it the it, in our situation, since we're forcing appreciation and we're putting money into it and we go upside down? Yeah, technically, it might be a little bit more of our money that gets, quote unquote, lost mm-hmm. because of the cash that we put out. But in a general situation, if you put three, five percent, 10 percent down, and the market crashes, let's just say 20%, and you lose 10% negative in your equity, the bank lost 10% and you lost 10%. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of split the difference. Mm-hmm. But if it continues to go down, then the bank is losing because it's really their money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm a fan of just putting as little money down as possible when you buy real estate too at the same time because if anybody's going to lose, it's the bank. Yeah. Not, not you. So, I mean, you can't fear being upside down because, look, here's a quick stat. Over the past 30 years, homes have appreciated 290% over the past 30 years on average nationwide. So real estate is a long-term game. So don't be afraid to take out equity out of your home or take do a cash-out refinance. Well, I know this is about HELOCs and home mm-hmm. equity line of credits, but don't be afraid of that. You got to understand this is a long-term position that you're trying to sit in. You can't really worry about what's going to happen over this market. This is just a short cycle. That's about that. Just like the pandemic years. Those two years was a we short cycle. That, right. that gone. That shit is over with. Mm-hmm. It's a whole new cycle and season we're in. What do you think is going to happen this run? This is going to be another year to two. There's going to be a different season that's going to come. So don't when you're buying real estate and you, especially if it's a primary residence and you're going to live there, if you're going to pull out a HELOC or or HELON, have a plan. Know you're going to invest it. You're going to make a return on it. And your primary is something that you know you want to be there for at least the next seven to 10 years. Absolutely. And as long as you know that, then I think you're going to be fine because what goes up must come down and go back up again too at the same time. So it's all about time in the market. But don't try to time the market. <laughs> worry, worry about your time in the market. All righty. Thank you. This is great. Thank you, MG. You're welcome. Hashtag. Hashtag ask MG if you have any questions. I'm taking your questions out the comments. Ask MG. Hashtag it. Let's go.